Hello and welcome back. There will be spoilers, 100 films, 100 podcasts, rundown edition. My name is Matt Bazell. And I am Ethan Knight. This is part 15 of the rundown. Part 15, that's a lot. We have done 75 films. Oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of movies, Matt. All right, should I start? Go ahead and kick us off, Ethan. All right, Matt. We're going to start with number 100, Ben-Hur, which is about chariots, Jesus, and sandals and homoeroticism. Number 99 is Toy Story. It is a film about the inner lives of toys, anthropomorphized, and dramatized. Number 98, Yankee Doodle Dandy, which is our first semi-musical, jingoism, America, Yahoo! Number 97 is Blade Runner. What I've learned to be a neo-noir is actually pretty good. Number 96, Do the Right Thing. This is Spike Lee's uh, treatise on race in the late 80s. Uh, It's got pizza. It's got fires. It's got helicopters. It's got boomboxes. Everything you could want. Wait, a helicopter? I Maybe there's a helicopter at the end. Number 95 is The Last Picture Show. A black and white rendition of the death of a town that circles around the petty intricacies of people's lives. Number 94 is Pulp Fiction. This is Tarantino's masterpiece. Non-linear. Lots of characters. A story that doesn't really have a whole lot to do with anything. It's fantastic. It's got Bruce Willis And drugs. Number 93 is The French Connection. An utterly forgettable film. Except for the drugs in the side panel of the car, and the realistic street chases that cost a lot of money and put a lot of people's lives in danger. (laughs) Number 92 is Goodfellas, and all I have to say about this film is cocaine is a hell of a drug. Number 91 is Sophie's Choice, a film where our protagonist witnesses the fallout of the trauma of titular Sophie's Choice. Number 90 is Swing Time, which is pretty much what it sounds like. There's a lot of music and dancing, and it's time to watch vaguely racist people do vaguely racist dances. Number 89 is The Sixth Sense, M. Night Shyamalan's first major twist, where it turns out that Bruce Willis was a ghost, and that was unbeknownst to us as audience. Before I do number 88, I'm going to make an addendum to number 90. It's not vaguely racist. It's minstrelsy. Very racist. Number 88, bringing up baby. My girlfriend, Catherine Hepburn, and a jaguar. And, you know, this is some wonderful, fun, romantic comedy bullshit. Number 87 is 12 Angry Men, a film in the vein of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, in which many contemporary Americans... Get their ideas of the justice system. Number 86, Platoon. This is one of many, many Vietnam films on this list. And that's really all I remember. (laughs) Number 85, A Night at the Opera. Marx Brothers film, where I think they get on a big ocean liner to go to an opera. A lot of antics ensue. A lot of French farce, doors openings, doors closings. Number 84, Easy Rider. I think this is our first road trip movie in on the list uh motorcycles drugs women alcohol what else do you need in a movie number 83 is titanic james cameron pretty massive scale undertaking to recreate the conditions of the titanic sinking but more than that we are just watching individual romance 
at number 82, Sunrise. This is a silent black and white film about spousal abuse, and that's about what I remember. <laughs> number 81 is Spartacus, where a slave rises to power and forms a rebellion that ends in apparent futility but philosophical righteousness number 80 the apartment the largest lesson to be learned from this film is really not to let your boss have sex in your apartment uh also kind of a romantic comedy kind of number 79 is the wild bunch first of many of those deconstructive westerns that ends in a horrific bloodbath where our protagonists who are actually villains all get gunned down Number 78 is Modern Times, and that's Charlie Chaplin becoming a cog in the machine of capitalism. Literally a cog. L- literally, yes. <laughs> Number 77 is All the President's Men, another American touchstone. This one for the Watergate scandal, where Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford star. Number 76 is Forrest Gump, which really just kind of sticks this uh, humble, down-home good boy into all these little bits and pieces of history to tell an epic story about america and white people number 75 is in the heat of the night where a black detective and white sheriff have to get past at least the opening salvos of racism in order to solve a murder number 74 the silence of the lambs clarice starling rookie uh hunts down a murderer with the help of another murderer number 73 is butch cassidy and the sundance kid another of those deconstructive westerns in which robert redford and paul newman take on the death of the west and of course they get killed in the end number 72 the shawshank redemption this is again the important lesson to be learned from here is that you should always have a poster of a semi-nude woman to cover up your attempts to escape from prison. Number 71 is Saving Private Ryan. This is most Americans' view of World War II in all of its glory and sadness. Fortunately, I think most people take from this film the glory aspect. Number 70, A Clockwork Orange. This is a film about ultraviolence and, you know, really unethical psychological experiments. <laughs> Number 69 is Tootsie. Dustin Hoffman stands up for feminism as a woman. You know, I rewatched this recently. Holds up even less so after a closer look. Oh, no. Number 68 is Unforgiven. Clint Eastwood is another cowboy deconstructing the Western, going back for one more gunfight. Number 67 is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, what people typically refer to as a play on film, in which we see the banal lives of academics played out. Number 66, Raiders of the Lost Ark. The intellectual elite go on an adventure to fight Nazis and find out that God is real, and at the end, nothing changes. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of implications for scholarship now that God has proven to exist through that artifact. Proven. Full-on proven. And he's just okay with the Holocaust. Number 65 is the African Queen, Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. Man, I love those two people. It's been a while, though, and now I can appreciate them as actors. And they're on a boat and destroy a Nazi warship. Number 64, Network. 
this has a lot to do with television and news and I, it was a wild ride and that's about all I can say about it. Number 63 is Cabaret, a wonderful meta theatric film in which we are given spectacle and behind the scenes, the rise of a fascist state. Number 62, American Graffiti. Matt hated it. I love it. Cars, girls, music, nostalgia. Number 61 is Sullivan's Travels, which is a film where I think a movie executive tries to go on the lam in order to better understand the plight of the common person, which is really not very politically sensitive of him. <laughs> Duck Soup, number 60. Uh, you know, it's Marx Brothers. That That's all you got to know. Number 59 is Nashville. It is a ensemble cast of all these people going to, you guessed it, the city of Nashville, try to make themselves famous, usually in the country music vein, and it ends in a shooting. I'm glad you remembered what happened in that movie because I didn't. Number 58, The Gold Rush. Charlie Chaplin goes looking for gold. His house almost falls off a mountain. It's a lot of fun. Number 57 is Rocky, the greatest sports film of all time. Written and starring Sylvester Stallone, really showing his chops as both of those things in this film. Number 56, Jaws, Moby Dick for the 1970s. Number 55 is North by Northwest. Cary Grant stars as a kind of a spy. I mean, really, he's kind of a common guy that is forced into spy-like routines. I didn't think this one was very enthralling. Matt hates that movie. Number 54, MASH. Uh, this is Korean War, people in the doctor, they're doctors in the Korean War. It's not as good as the TV show. Number 53 is The Deer Hunter. It's where we get Russian roulette as a cultural shorthand. And boy, that ending. Number 52, Taxi Driver, Vietnam War yet again. And our good buddy Bob De Niro back fighting the power and capitalism. And he runs around with guns in this one too. Number 51, West Side Story, somewhat modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet, though I think far sadder. Number 50, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Hobbits, Gandalf, gotta put that thing in Mordor, one does not simply walk into. There you go. Number 49, Intolerance, three parallel plots from different eras of the world, illustrating the effects of people's systematized intolerance. Number 48, Rear Window. Oh, Scott, hey, it's got Jimmy Stewart. And he looks about 80 years old. Uh, this movie really tells us that being a voyeur could get you killed. Thrown out a window, in fact. Number 47, A Streetcar Named Desire. Another play on film. This one dealing with the closeness of the home, domestic abuse, rape, other terrible things. Number 46, It Happened One Night. What, what does happen in this movie, Matt? You never remember this film. I never remember this one. <laughs> the Walls of Jericho. Oh, yes. It's because I mixed that one up with that other one that you don't like, Sullivan's Travels. I mixed this one up with Sullivan's Travels. The Walls of Jericho, They don't. They, this is the, the movie star daughter, or she's like a rich woman daughter who the heiress and she wants to leave and they she gets in with the with the journalist and then they fall in love. I never remember this one because it's the like the same thing as like three other movies. <laughs> number 45 is Shane, more of a typical white hat, black hat western where a ace gunman has to go in and has to redefine himself 
in light of his prior life. Number 44, The Philadelphia Story, The Return of Catherine Hepburn. This is a pretty straightforward romantic comedy. Oh, and hey, it's me, Jimmy Stewart. Number 43 is Midnight Cowboy, truly a masterful film whose ending really brings together the thematic resonance and utter sadness of the situation. Number 42, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, I think this film can get summed up into my favorite line from the film, We Rob Banks. Number 41 is King Kong, really a pretty modern action film in which we get to see a dinosaur fight a King Kong for like five minutes. And despite it being stop motion claymation, it's really kind of awesome. Number 40, The Sound of Music. Uh, flee, flee Germany. Well, they're not in Germany. They're in Austria. Austria. Flee Austria because the Nazis are coming. Uh, authoritarian father. Um, sexy nun. They get married. Number 39 is Dr. Strangelove. A satire about the modern fear, Cold War anxiety of the atomic bomb and our bleak future of utter destruction. Number 30, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. This is Humphrey Bogart, again, going after some treasure. Oh, he loves that treasure. It doesn't end up well for him. Greed is not good. Just take the treasure you have and get out of there. Number 37 is The Best Years of Our Lives, a film about a couple of World War II veterans returning home in trying to make their lives fit with what they were forced to go through in that conflict. Number 36, The Bridge on the River Kwai, Obi-Wan Kenobi, he fucks up big time in this one. Number 35 is Annie Hall. I almost wanted to call this a romantic comedy, but it is a romantic tragedy, I think is the best way to describe it, about two people who are incompatible because of their tiny squabbles, which are immediately recognizable in each of us. Number 34, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. This one is pretty self-explanatory. Young girl, seven dwarves. Uh, Evil witch, she's a princess. Hooray. Number 33, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, is a film about someone trying to take advantage of the mental institution and learning to identify with it before being consumed by an unsympathetic system. Number 32, The Godfather Part 2. We have skipped this, so we'll come back to it. Number 31 is The Maltese Falcon. Humphrey Bogart stars as a noir detective, private eye. Very exciting. Lots of little twists. Sydney Greenstreets is in it as well. Number 30, Apocalypse Now, a very hard-to-watch movie about the Vietnam War. It's hard to watch. That's all I got to say about it. Number 29, Double Indemnity. Another noir film in which we get to see the typical noir plot played out from the villain's point of view. He's our protagonist. Number 28, All About Eve. This is about uh, Hollywood female stars and how cutthroat and backstabby they are. Number 27 is High Noon, a western white hat black hat that plays out approximately in real time. And that's really his claim to fame. Number 26, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Well, Mr. Smith does go to Washington, and he sits in the Senate, and he filibusters his little heart out. And there's Jimmy Stewart. And number 25 is To Kill a Mockingbird. Gregory Peck is a lawyer, has become a moral paragon for our modern society, really maybe doesn't earn it so much. And that's it. 
man, these things are really creeping up in terms of time signature. They are. And, you know, we're getting better at remembering most of the movies. <laughs> That's all we have this week, but we will be back next week on the AFI with 1982's E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Elliot. Elliot. But until then, I've been Matt Bazell. And I am Elliot. I'm Ethan Knight. And there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. I'm tired, man. I'm really tired. There Will Be Spoilers 100 Films 100 Podcasts was created and hosted by Matt Bazell and me, Ethan Knight. Matt Bazell produces our episodes each week. Our music was created by the strange and unusual Breakmaster Cylinder, who you can find all over the internet. Our artwork was created by Becca Knight, who can be found on Twitter at Becca the Knight. And that's Knight with a K. You can follow There Will Be Spoilers on Twitter at SpoilersCast. And you can hear more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. If you like our podcast, you can support us on Patreon for $5 a month at patreon.com slash spoilerscast. Your donation gives you access to two extra bonus episodes a month. Thank you for listening, and please tune in next week for more spoilers. Spoilers.